same old trouble Villains always knocking at the door Pretty pictures on the page But nothing ever stays the same Thank you, Vandello, and welcome everyone to Graphically Novel. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri. And with me is my... Uh, no, I won't go that far. I won't go as far as Jeffrey Jones. I would say the scientist that he plays. Okay, because, yeah, Jeffrey yeah, Jones yeah, you know, being no, in no. prison for being a convicted pedophile. Is... Right. Our dark overlord of the universe. <laughs> but wait a minute. That's Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Our future Academy Award winner, <laughs> Tim Robbins. <laughs> that I will accept. It's fair. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, as always, we have Liz, the lovely and talented art overlord of the universe. Dark overlord of the Dark universe. overlord of the universe. If he can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> Aurelia Thompson. <laughs> Maybe just not without the hair. I was going to say, I'm not spending that much time to make that hair. <laughs> it is the Baronessa, Ms. Jennifer Howland. Thank you. And it's my distinct, my distinct pleasure to welcome back once more returning guest and sibling of the podcast, Luke Weezer. Thank He's you for being here. All of our little space rabies. Space rabies. <laughs> so, if you've not figured it out by now, we are doing Howard the Duck for our season six finale. Why? <laughs> and we, man, we will get into it because in because Marvel, every- that's why. Yeah, in addition to everything else, Jen had never seen this for. This is There's fine quality cinema. There is a reason. It has an all-star cast. It does have an all-star cast, and we will get into the movie, but first I want to talk about the comic that we were duck on, uh, which is one of the newer Howard the Duck comics that's come out. Um, this was in 2015 is uh, when this run really started. And uh, Luke, what did you think of Duck Hunt? Well, you guys just read Duck Hunt. That's true. I, you, you I went, went all out. You went Hermione Granger on the assignment. Uh, after, uh, I'll, I'll preface this by after uh, scheduling this and getting excited for uh, this episode, uh, I happened to uh, go to a local uh, establishment in Southern Invergrove Heights and uh, uh, nerding out uh, for a quick shout out. Uh, if you have uh, any sort of uh material needs as far as toys or memorabilia they probably have it and what they also had was a collected volume of howard the duck of the 1977 original comics edition that i picked up and started reading through as well yikes that's impressive this was before disney threatened to sue them Right. This is <laughs> this is before the pants clause, which I'll I'll get into soon. I love the pants clause. And then on top of that, uh, for all the listeners out there, uh, get a library card. Check your local libraries, especially through digital uh, uh, downloads or anything like that. You can find comics on them. And of course, not only did I find Duck Hunt, but I found the volume before and the volume after Duck Hunt as well. So. Nice. It was uh, it was a nice uh, trip through, and the comics are much better than the movie. That's that's for damn sure. <laughs> However, I will add there isn't there isn't a whole lot of separation. Like no, it's 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 very accurate. It's just the movie was bad, but it was still good because it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, 
Jen, I, I can't see. Just, yeah, you can't yeah, see. Yeah, off, her off camera, head. but I can. I, her head is shaking. She's like, no. I. <laughs> so let's let's move to uh, Jen on Duck Hunt. What did you think of this comic? Um, it, there was a lot of name dropping, and there comic. was a there lot. There were a lot of characters called out in this comic that didn't show up in the comic. Well, but but there were, were even about. more that showed up. Right. Like this. Right. There were a lot that were talked about, but the, yeah, you're right. There was like a lot. This was like the, dare I say, perfect storm because perfect storm is bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the movie? Yes. No, I'm talking about the comic is the perfect storm of far too many characters in a comic, in a run. There's far too many characters that have nothing to do with that particular comic. They just show up to help um, Space Marvel. There is a lot of Space Marvel. So much Space Marvel. And what was the other one? Time travel. Time travel. That was it. Yeah. Time travel, Space Marvel, too many characters that don't belong in the story. Invincible Squirrel Girl. And yeah. with the addition of Squirrel Girl. Yes, there was there was a crossover by the end of Squirrel Girl, which, which is its own comic. Which was better than the villain they were fighting. Because oh, the villain oh, they were fighting. Oh Jen. Oh, oh Jed. <laughs> Do me a favor while you're sitting there. Pull out your phone and do a, a Marvel wiki search on Dr. Bong. Dr. Bong. <laughs> Honest to God. Look it up. Dr. Bong. All right. I'm, I'm going to look it up. He's got it. Okay, Lester, he's got it. Lester Verde. So he, he's not green. No. He is purple and red. Yeah. He, he looks like, uh, what's his face? He was an overweight child who was the victim of bullying. No, look at the picture. He looks like. What's that character's name in Marvel that has the giant, not, no, yeah, Marvel, the big tanky guy that Deadpool fought in the second movie. Juggernaut? Yes. He does look kind of like Juggernaut. Oh, looks like Juggernaut with a cape. He looks like Juggernaut Jr. Juggernaut with a cape. His head is a handbell. He's purple and red with gold trim. So apparently Bev and uh, Howard are captured by this guy. And that's uh, where my the volume that I picked up starts. Gotcha. Okay. And it just gets it gets worse as far as like odd villains go. But oh, yeah. that but that is Howard's MO throughout this entire yeah. comic series. It's not necessarily like he has his own stuff, but like he runs into so many fucking people because, well, he's a duck. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, and that is the point of of the Howard the Duck comics, even starting in the 70s, was Howard was the weird fucking thing that's in the middle of like this universe and all of his adventures always cross a bunch of other people. So what you're saying is Howard the Duck is the connective tissue of Marvel? No. He, I think he was Deadpool before Deadpool came around. Yes. Because while uh, it's, it's very, it's very uh, saturated with genre parody, social satire, and a lot of meta awareness. And there's even, if you look really hard, I don't know if it's just me being a philosophy major, but if you look really hard, there's a lot of existentialism like in there. Like right. exploring the existence of humanity through uh, thinking, feeling, and acting, and stuff like that. So it's just very, it, it it's there's layers to it, but it's also uh, as one of the producers had said uh, that they interviewed for the actual Howard the Duck movie, it's a duck from outer space. Right. So there's levels of taking it seriously versus not taking it seriously. Right. And I mean, so Howard the Duck was kind of a love letter to the old Eisner. Um, you know, <clears throat> Howard was this ridiculous thing that was that appeared and appeared in the 70s where there was a lot more other ridiculous shit like 
the Eternals show up in the 70s. Like a lot of that Jack Kirby space Marvel weirdness. Then you had Howard. And Howard, like his literal job is he's he has a story, he's gonna walk through and you're gonna see a bunch of other Marvel people, you know. Uh, but anyway, before we get more into that, Bear, what did you uh what did you think of this comic? I actually really kind of enjoyed the comic. I <clears throat> I do agree it was very had very big Deadpool vibes. Um I love the just the weird spin that they did on different stuff. It's like all the myriad of characters that you see pop up in here. It's just like I didn't even realize there was a there was a spoiler alert, Golden Surfer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that uh, well, was new. Yeah, which I think is new to this comic mm-hmm. because it goes back and it talks about her, you know, her creator. Her genesis. Um, her genesis. genesis. There you go. Um, you get to see, you know, fun and interesting new guardians team up, Guardians of the Galaxy with, you know, people like Venom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Venom, Kitty Pride, Ben Grimm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is a weird part of the Guardians of the Galaxy's history, which I never really read because I'm not a big space Marvel person. I was just aware of it because I'm an X-Men person. And I knew that Kitty Pride was dating Star Lord around this time and left to be one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And then Star Lord like gave her the mantle because like they even mentioned in the comic, he's off running a planet and like being their king. And she puts together this team and yeah it's i mean guardians is always changing but i found it interesting that the guardians were in this comic and jen your big issue was too many characters which we ran into with the guardians of the galaxy and the cancerverse comic yeah the thanos imperative that we read um i mean other than that like it was it was actually what it was one of those comics that i started reading i was like I don't know if I'm really going to get into this. And then actually the, the deeper I got, the more interested I got just because of all the fun stuff that started flying around. I was that way, but I'll say I'm the opposite of Jen in how she was saying that she actually started to like Squirrel Girl comic more. I did not. Um, I tried to read the the uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl before and, and I, I was not a huge fan of it. Um, and this did not improve that attitude. I just want to say the reason I liked it is it it minimized her interaction. She didn't have as much like in the beginning she was talking a lot and yeah. I don't like that when when she's she talking. Just talks yeah. and talks. <laughs> but and like talks. as they got into that story there was less her and more other characters and that's what I thought was, was okay. okay. Yeah, I I did I mean I'm fine with her showing up and stuff. Uh, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, that might be Howard for me, too, is I'm fine when he shows up and stuff. I don't know if I want to read comic based on their adventure. Like, Squirrel Girl's a fun one-page joke to have her show up and be like, and I'm kooky! Like, you know, it, 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 it run with that, uh, I would have to say Howard the Duck is kind of like uh, the diehard of the MCU, because, you know, come to the coast, get together, have a few laughs. Why yeah. does this shit always happen to me? And that's right. very prevalent even back in the 70s comics that were just like, why is this shit always happening to me? Right, absolutely. Well, and, How and, many and, other characters yeah. have gotten the power cosmic? Right. And, and, <laughs> I mean, and the other, he's just, he's, yeah, he's everywhere. He gets to experience everything. And I think that my biggest issue with the crossover was Squirrel Girl's the same way. Squirrel Girl's the joke character that shows you know, up everywhere. It shows up everywhere, beats everybody up like she's she's yeah. defeated Thanos. She's like, and it's canonical and like all this other stuff as a joke. 
Well, that's also Howard. So you yeah. can't have both of them, like, in the same. You can't have two unbeatable characters. Right. Well, if Howard's beat all the time. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, just, like, also joke after. I got joke fatigue because the editors will have <laughs> editor wars at the bottom of the page. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, if you're looking for a fun, goofy comic that actually does a pretty good job of introducing you to a lot of characters in the Marvel Universe... I would recommend Howard the Duck. Like, shock it. <laughs> yes. Could you please? I mean, you're fucking, you created a goddamn duck from outer space. You didn't come up with a better name for a female rocket? Yeah, well, uh, that, I think that, I mean, that the is the collector point. after all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. But they named the female duck something else. I was trying to find that. I can't remember what her, Linda, I think yeah, her name Linda. is. Yeah. So they named her Linda. 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 <laughs> Listen, Linda. Listen. Oh, so uh, you know what? Let's let's take the bulk of it and talk about this movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, the 1986 masterpiece that almost destroyed George Lucas's career. Yeah. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Well, it just felt like it was trying to be too many other very popular movies from the 80s like it was trying to be a little bit of ghostbusters it was trying to be a little bit of back to the future a little bit of back to the future it was trying to be um teenage mutant into turtles it was trying to be like well it in, couldn't be teen- he is a master teen- quack foo <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say it couldn't it couldn't be teenage mutant ninja turtles yet was it because then we discover that that was like the makeup and stuff that they used yes. on this was directly then used immediately afterwards in Teenage Mutant Ninja Not Turtles. immediately afterwards, but like two later. Yeah, yeah. Um, Close enough in the movie world. Right. Well, they learned a lot of things on how to make Howard move and work mm-hmm. that they ended up using in another one of Jen's absolute favorites. <laughs> There's an audience for everything. Yep. There sure is. <laughs> she is just not part of it. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I just, so I have not watched this in a very long time. We sat down and watched it last night. Um, so, yeah, that's a two drink minimum movie. They better be big drinks too. Minimum. <laughs> yeah. Tall boys, at least. Um, I think the, the biggest pop that we got was the first time that Tim Robbins showed up on screen and everyone went, that motherfucker has an Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, baby, Tim Robbins, look at him. Oh, my so God. Young. Yep. Uh, so this movie, uh, Jen, first time watching. First we- time watching. It's like, and I, this is not, this is not isolated to this movie. There are many, 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 many movies from this time period where there is so much, uh, I, well, I, it's not really misogyny, but it is. It's so bad. Like women are treated so, so badly in this movie. So badly um, by both the characters in the movie and by their characterization. It's just terrible. And I, it was cringeworthy for me, especially like the opening 10 minutes of the show, of the movie. Well, there was an entire chick biker Satan sluts, yeah. <laughs> okay, I was I was gonna hopefully gloss over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the we meet Leah Thompson's character because she's about to get raped. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Going even further back to the first ten minutes of the movie. Oh yes. Uh, 
let's talk about how ostensibly this was a movie that was advertised to have a talking duck in it. So you would think that it would be somewhat close to a kid-friendly movie. Yeah. No, that's oh, no. There are duck tits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two sets. <laughs> in, in, like, the opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, when it goes to, like, later when they're stripping Howard down, he still has shorts. And I was like, well, so you can't show a duck dick? But you can show right. duck tits? Right. Like, what? what's up with that? Uh, but also, like, yeah, when when what Jen said, uh... oh, time out. Can we also say ducks are not mammals? <laughs> according to are... the according to the progression of evolution, that right. Howard even said that they lost. Yeah, but he said, he also said I came I came from an egg. That's true. <laughs> they are not platypi. Well, maybe that was the missing link in their duck world, literally called <laughs> duck world. Duck world. <laughs> uh. So yeah, uh, kind of what Jen was saying before, this movie was trying to be too many things and one of them was a porno. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, in 80s. Well, come on. Yeah, I mean, think of all of the movies that came out in the 80s. Like, that there's an entire scene where- Skirting the edge. Yeah. There's an entire scene with Leah Thompson running around in her underwear, which is, you know, for a lot of us Gen Xers, it's like one of our first like sexual fantasies. It's just like, oh my God. Check this chick out. I feel weird and don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel kind of funny, like when I used to climb the rope in gym class. Um, yeah, also, it takes her, what, 48 hours to want to fuck a duck? Yeah. <laughs> For, like, <laughs> like, like the, the... I wonder how long it takes to get a kangaroo in there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tank girl. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like the shock of that is a walking, talking duck fades within 10 minutes and then goes to, I'll take him home because he has no place to go and to feed him 40, beer. 48 hours later. Fuck that duck. <laughs> Hold on here. Hold on here. Remember what I said about existentialism? Yes. <laughs> now you mean to tell me that there isn't a person on God's green earth that wouldn't meet a walking, talking duck within 48 hours and think at one point in time, you know what? I'm going to fuck that duck. She did say that he was very soft and cuddly. That's true. Several times. That animal magnetism. Yeah. And suddenly I have the scene from Robin Williams live on Broadway going, yeah, well, I fucked a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, there are a couple things here. Um, I'm sending the ASPCA to your house to uh, rescue <laughs> cats. Uh, Luke. <laughs> Hold on. I didn't say me. I said there's somebody out there. Oh, oh, you're saying some, I, somebody. I took it as somebody. As, hold on. You're saying you wouldn't fuck. I'm like, no, I would not. <laughs> Look, there's, there's plenty of stupid people out there. I mean, how That's many true. people did uh, storm the Capitol on January 6th? It's true. And yeah. those people have probably fucked barnyard animals. I'm just saying, I don't have evidence, but in my opinion, everyone that went to storm the Capitol on January 6th fucked barnyard animals. Like goat fucker. Yeah, can, can I call you big fucker? Yeah, it's only because their sister was out of town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, graphically novel at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, so, big fucker. Can I call you big fucker? No. Proceeds of this episode are going to the ASPCA. <laughs> and for viewers like you. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's, I would love for there to be a lot more 
to talk about this movie, but we're just going to basically we, keep talking about how it's bad. Like, the level of violence in this movie, like, right before, you know, we walk into a woman's, basically a changing room, an on-set changing room, we've got the duck with the ice pick. Right? <laughs> it's just, he's already put one through a guy's earring. It's just like, and maybe I'll put this other one through your face. Right? Mm, yeah. Uh, just Which, of course, know. is where we run into Richard Edson. Oh, and his yes. fabulous mustache. That's true. Oh my God, one of one of the great fat guys of uh, he was uh, one of the uh, one of the valets in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> Actually, the only one that talks. I think, I think Ferris was. Bueller's Day Off. Uh, yeah, you have Jeffrey Jones, which yeah, well, we'll mention him once and then be done because he's a convicted pedophile. Fuck that guy. Well, this is the second time. Yeah. Well, yes, but uh, Leah Thompson, who is known for this and being Marty McFly's mom. Uh, I mean, in one, she, she wants to fuck her son. In the other, she wants to fuck a duck. What's worse? So she's a freak. <laughs> yeah. Don't kink shame. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there are levels yeah. to no kink shame. There are, there are definite stops. Um, but people who auditioned, by the way, for Howard's voice were John Cusack and Martin Short. And I, he already sounded kind of like John Cusack in a couple of places, but I want to talk about how different this movie is. If it has Martin Short's work. Um, um, I think everything just got weirder. Yeah. <laughs> let's take the bedroom scene, for example. Now, yeah. it, now, now let's overlay Martin Short's voice. I've got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Tori Amos additioned for Leia Thompson's part, which I I don't know of any movies that Tori Amos was ever like acting in. She appears in a couple, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, although this was years before on her album cover, she's breastfeeding is so close to fucking um, a duck. I wait, what? Where where did we go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to keep the conversation going because everybody's on their fucking phones and shit right now. <laughs> just looking things up. I am DB bastard shut the fuck up man we're playing with the d and i mean duck uh let, let's talk about uh let's talk about the uh, george lucas influence in the in the film there like how many how many more minutes did we need of them on this like weird like flying uh like lawnmower i, I brought that up last <laughs> night i was like is it just me or is this whole like there's a duck that's can't fly that's flying thing just being drawn out like like a family guy joke it was like a five minute scene that was more than oh, that, more than that. Oh, god i don't know it was it was and, and the, the point was made in 30 seconds absolutely i was just amused that you know they they used a shotgun or something shot a big hole in in because it was one of the season. wings because it was tuck <laughs> <Tuck> season, season. <laughs> <laughs> and and then like two uh camera jumps later there are no holes in the wings anymore Oh, good notice. I didn't, I didn't uh, realize that. Yeah. 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 Because they fixed the, okay. So somebody shoots the thing, there's sparks, but really all the bullet has done is take a gas tube out. The fuel line. The fuel line <laughs> yeah. and, and somehow pulled it out. So this can be fixed by just going up and plugging the fuel line back in. And that also fixes the wing. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Just like stopping in your local paint and spray, right? Yeah, this is this is far before we have defeated the the dark overlord of the universe with a laser. Three more are coming down. 
you have the same laser. Nothing is happening to the <laughs> laser. You've already also established that these dark overlords need a human host. There are no human hosts like near the thing that near enough to the thing for them to possess. Well, so, I, I said that to Jen last night. Right. So the whole idea of having a human host is so they can pass. Right. They didn't. They don't need a human host to exist. They need a human host so people don't see their actual bodies. See, I missed that because I thought that was supposed to be some kind of incubation period. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But no, that's he was saying it took him that long to control the doctor's body for him for him to be able to. Right. So Howard didn't have to destroy the 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 laser. He could have just or the the telescope. He could just let the three guys come in. Right. Immediately hit them with the laser and go home. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) No, exactly. no, 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 we can't. We haven't had enough explosions in this movie yet. Oh my God. Or force lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a moment uh, to bask in those 80s CGI effects. Holy oh, shit. It was wonderful. And I'm sitting there Straight thinking, out of Ghostbusters. I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember the, the, the Dark Overlord being this, this fake as a kid. But then, you know, as a kid, I didn't know shit. Right. right. Well, there weren't better uh effects when this movie came out. This came out in yeah. 1985. Two. Yeah. 82. 82. No, six. 86. Four. Yeah. Three. No, it is eight. 1986. I'm looking <laughs> okay. right at the D. I'm <laughs> right looking right at the D. Yeah. I mean, I actually didn't for when the movie was made, I didn't think the effects were that terrible. I thought they were pretty good. Uh, I mean, it was still a Lucas, you know, mm-hmm. and Lucas had built Skywalker Ranch at this point dumped a bunch of the sound effects right. so or visual effects so yeah absolutely and they were playing with a bunch of stuff yeah. in, in many movies moving forward um they had just see the seven was return of the jedi because i'm wondering if they use this as a trial run for all the lightning shit because there was no force lightning until Ooh, jedi point. well it looked exactly like the stuff from ghostbusters and yeah. i don't remember ghostbusters came out what no, uh, Jedi's 83. So this is after that. Ghostbusters 85? 84. So this is after both of them. Yeah. So I was going to say it looked almost exactly like the Ghostbusters. Right. You know, and that's and why the I monsters said, too. I was like, I don't remember Dr. Jennings having an unlicensed proton accelerator on his back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need one in case you get the, you're confronted by a dark overlord of the universe. Right. <laughs> Oh, so uh, Luke, going back to this, you you have mentioned that you don't re- didn't remember uh, it looking like. This. Um, what are your memories of Howard the Duck? Uh, as as I imagine, as a kid, you saw it. First. Yeah, I, I you know, and honestly, I don't remember how old I was uh, when I first saw it. But you know, because um, when that came out, I was only four, so it was one of those got it on VHS sort of things. Right, so I can't that was one of those was. ones where we recorded, you know, like recorded it off a of TV or something like that, or had like because we used to have the multiple recordings of of different movies that we basically '80s pirated, you know, rent the movie and record it onto your own tape. You fit like three or four movies on a on a tape, but the problem was is yeah. that you'd have to watch a movie in order to get to the movie that you wanted to watch. Otherwise, you had to sit there and fast forward. Anyway, um, yeah, no, that was my brother and I. We had a a tape that had uh, Hudson Hawk. Or no, first it was Who's the Man with Dr. Dre and Ed Lover, followed by (laughs) 
Hudson Hawk. So if we wanted to watch Hudson Hawk, we either had to fast forward and, and be watching through or watch Who's the Man with Dr. Trey and Ed Lover, oh. which I probably have memorized. Yeah, but see, that was for us, that was the point where uh, mom and dad got smart and they would they would put, uh, you know, that the this video went to this counter number. Oh, nice. And so you could fast, you just fast forward without watching it and fast forward to the counter number. And then you'd usually be within a couple of minutes of, of the, you know, the end of one or the beginning of another. Yeah. Uh, we have like, we had a ton, but yes. Uh, I'm going to imagine that recording this off of TV didn't really affect its quality at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as I sit here and think about it, like I, I also don't, I also as a kid didn't remember the fact that he used to work at a essentially a sex club as a jizz mopper. Um, right? That one I was sitting there watching, I'm like, oh, this was a thing, wasn't it? Boy, I kind of blocked that so, one out. Didn't IMDb I? called that a hot tub spa. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> they did have a big mud bath that the guy was pulling like lingerie out of. Out of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh also, God. yeah, I uh, as a kid, totally mixed, missed. Duck tits, totally missed that he worked in a brothel. Like yeah. I, I did not miss the duck tits, but I did miss it. I was like, <laughs> what is this place? They have these places in big cities? Yeah, <laughs> just in place, Cleveland. That just, place just made me, ma- made me say, you know, you need to take like a tetanus shot and, you know, have antibiotics. Shot, shot of penicillin. Yeah. <laughs> Full body condom. What, what, what was it you said that the movie made Cleveland simultaneously like more, more, interesting, more interesting and, and dirtier and, and uh, crappier? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I remember a lot of like, isn't there a line in Ghostbusters where they make fun of Cleveland mm-hmm. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, the second one, they were like, well, I heard the sewers in Cleveland are really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was basically the town that you shit on. In, in the all 80s. the eighties movies, yeah. And then when you got around to like the nineties and two thousands, then it was Jersey or Detroit. Detroit, yeah, yeah. Oh, Detroit's been shit on for, since the seventies. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Eminem came from there, <laughs> so well, that was later. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to throw out some names that were going to be Bev, other than Tori Amos, uh, Paula Abdul. Oh boy. Kim Basinger. Huh. Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, I would have been okay if this movie would have ruined her career. But... And Phoebe Cates. Really? Huh. Well, I'm trying to imagine Phoebe Cates with the 80s hair right now. Uh, yeah, easy. She's been in other movies where she had hair like Did that. She? Yeah. She was, she existed in the 80s. She had 80s hair. She was in Gremlins. That's really. She was also in, uh, was it Fast Time at Richmond yes. High? Yeah, oh, I haven't seen that forever. Um, I just always, you know, remember watching it with Jason, <laughs> our our good friend Jason Taylor. My dick is in the punch. It tastes pretty good. It's got a little wang to it. Wow. I you I, don't remember that from Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I gotta say, I maybe have watched that once when I was a kid, and I never. This <laughs> dude standing outside the window. They can't hear him inside, and he's like, he's like pointing at himself. He's like, my dick is in the punch. And the cops inside looking at him like, what the hell is he doing out there? I don't know. His punch is pretty good, though. It's got a little wang to it. <laughs> wow. Ah, uh, the 80s. <laughs> yep. Well, Just... anything else to say on Howard? <laughs> <laughs> well, we keep getting distracted from it. No, I do have to say, though, uh, 
after reading through some of the 70s comics and reading a couple of the other collections, the movie, as bad as it was, is on point for a Howard the Duck storyline. Oh, True. absolutely. Yeah. True. Uh, and in fact, I think we discussed that a little bit last night uh, after watching it. Yes. I mean, the dialogue, the one-liners, the... All of that. The puns. All of that stuff. The yes. cigars. Yes. The cigars. I almost I almost went and got a couple of cigars for the movie, but I'm like, eh, it's snowing. We're not going to sit outside <laughs> at all. No. Oh, my God. I just... This seemed like such a great idea to do for the finale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let the master keep talking because he's the one that's done his own work. Mm-hmm. Well... Now, if you've actually have done a little bit of reading or uh, even participated in like the MCU and stuff like that, you'll actually find this uh, find the comics fairly entertaining. The uh, the volume before Duck Hunt uh, called What the Duck um, actually goes into a, a, a totally uh, new uh, realm of shenanigans um, that involves uh, uh, Johnny Storm, uh, Spider-Man, uh, She-Hulk, of course, uh, as well as uh, I think Squirrel Girl was in that one too, uh, but course. like, like it doesn't surprise me if you're gonna have like, She-Hulk in there, they'd have to make Squirrel Girl show up. Oh sure, and the and the funny thing is when you're dealing with these, I guess a list, uh, a list, uh, 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 comic heroes that come into the come into the volume, like as soon as they see Howard, they're like, oh oh, what the fuck did you do, Howard? <laughs> like you're <laughs> like you're in the somehow. Like he's got some like he's got some really good dialogue with uh, with Doctor Strange that's absolutely hilarious. Um, but then, you know, you end up finding it in bits like they take a nice run through the, the, the savage world that happens to be a, uh, UN protected, uh, uh, like a nature preserve now, apparently. For dinosaurs, yeah. <laughs> and, wow. uh, uh, That's an thing. he takes a, he takes a trip there cause, uh, he's been hired by She-Hulk to go find this particular millionaire. Cause there's a bunch of them lost there. Uh, and so it's She-Hulk daredevil the original Captain America as an old person um, and a couple other people. And it's just, oh, Spider-Man and just his hijinks ensue. That's really what it is. It's just like throw this random assortment of superheroes together and let's see what happens. And it's honestly just fairly entertaining, not just for the sheer volume of like, what's Howard getting into, but all right, who's, who's really going to be disappointed now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you're, you're right. Uh, earlier when you were talking about how uh, Howard was Deadpool before there was Deadpool and that's spot on because that's it's kind of the same thing there's a lot of uh, Deadpool versus comics that are out there um, I have the Deadpool versus Gambit um, that's yes it's hijinks ensue uh, you know and, and that is a legitimate like comic storyline kind of thing some people just want to relax and watch superheroes get into hijinks and shit i mean nothing against it that's why there are characters like fucking hit monkey you know <laughs> yeah it doesn't it doesn't have to be you know world saving all the time all the time and if it is it was a duck right and you know a lab assistant right i mean future academy award future academy award winning lab lab assistant but still a lab assistant <laughs> but if you if you take a look at it too like some of these ones like i was reading this uh the volume from uh the original 70s comics you know dr bong is a journalist who uh who subverts his enemies through uh, uh either exaggerating stories or uh, essentially using mainstream media to like write bad publicity about them which i'm just like well there's your there's your modern day uh, satire or you know uh little 
um, reflection right there. He has uh, the power of TMZ. <laughs> Netflix kingpin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then there's, uh, then there's another one. There's an organization that he runs into cause you know, he runs into all kinds of shit. That's all about, uh, censorship and, uh, cleanliness in all sorts and all forms and whatnot that happen to have suicide bombers. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so he's also a less intense spider Jerusalem, maybe. No. I mean, no, the, the satire and then the commentary tating is kind of the same, but approached in a very different way yeah i mean i i would say that even though the the volume that we read was not necessarily my wheelhouse i didn't hate it right you know i i think that it's an interesting um thread through everything that howard the duck is in that he is like people don't people like him yes you know he's a likable character you know a person i guess you know yeah. he's he <laughs> is it's probably more real than the other superheroes to be honest yeah 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 and you know he is he's relatable and you know he, get, he gets recognized by somebody everywhere he goes because even if you look at what was it the most recent uh what if on disney plus and the yeah. what if series yeah. where it's uh the thor Right, the Thor episode in, he pops up in, yeah, and everybody's just like, "Oh, it's it's Howard." Look, like right. everybody knows who Howard is. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the collector's uh, voice by Seth. Yeah, um, uh, that was the uh, yeah, the, the 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 Guardians of the Galaxy episode. Was what episode two? He pops up in there too. First, first episode, or uh, the, if you're talking about the movie, uh, Gar- the first Guardians of the Galaxy was in it in the background, and then he's a post credits. Oh no, I was right. just I was talking about the. What still if. in the what ifs yeah. yeah yeah the what ifs he's in a couple yeah, of those, the but he the like house. actually has like a scene with black panther yes. yeah uh towards the end of what if uh which is fun uh because he's an alcoholic duck there's yeah. your punchline like yeah. you know it, it the joke has set itself up uh and actually luke if you want to go and read probably my favorite howard the duck storyline it's when civil war is happening in Marvel. oh i've read that one already oh my I god i think i think you gave that one to me after i read through civil war it's like here you gotta read the howard the duck one <laughs> yes uh because the the results of civil war is different than it is in the mcu in the in the comics it's basically tony's side wins people have to register but then they're assigned to different states uh, so basically there will be an Avengers Iowa, an Avengers Minnesota, and you're on these different teams. Well, Howard goes to register and they have different categories. The Avengers like, Ohio? No, they don't know wh- how to categorize him. So he ends up like falling through the bureaucracy system. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Again, it's a Howard the Duck, like showing how ridiculous the storyline is. And a lot of his stuff does that. If Howard has a comic, you know that it's going to be all the holes that, you know, fanboys are sitting on forums going, what this doesn't make sense because it does this. And I'm like, and then Howard <laughs> says it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, and that's true for the original seventies too. Like the, the one I, I stopped on uh, he's uh, he's got an apartment in New York that he's actually crashing. That's owned by uh, Beverly's uncle that he happened to work for it because he had a restaurant. Something happened. He had to fight the sud. Anyways, check him out. It's, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Anyway, uh, so, and and the thing is, he's got he's got an apartment. He's got like 30 bucks to his name. He's trying to figure out what the hell he's going to do because he's, 
you know, he's still waiting because he's got to get Beverly back from Dr. Bong. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for some other friends to get off of. Uh, Are we off sure of Beverly cruise. wants to leave from hanging out with Dr. Bong? Dr. Right? Bong is, is it, trying to marry if you, Beverly. If you don't know anything else about Dr. Bong besides his name, you might be concerned <laughs> that Beverly is just hanging out. Well, Dr. Bong, uh, do, uh, oh boy. Uh, so Howard had uh, gotten mixed up in some uh, machinery or some sort of gadget at Dr. Bong, Bong's uh, lair uh, that actually uh, transformed him human for a while. <laughs> so he was Howard. So he's just <laughs> Howard at that point. And he didn't know how to deal with it because, of course, he's a hairless ape now and doesn't know how to deal with it. But uh, there is a suggested duck sex in those episodes, too. But we'll 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 gloss over that one as well. Uh, but. Uh, Beverly is caught by this Dr. Bong and Dr. Bong is trying to marry Beverly. And of course she doesn't want to, or, you know, we'll do it as long as Howard stays safe. But then that's the whole like seventies damsel in distress thing, but she's not quite uh, in distress. It's, it's weird. So correct me if I'm wrong. Dr. Bong is called Dr. Bong because he, his helmet is a bell. Correct. And that is the (laughs) name, that is the sound a bell makes. He is not, paraphernalia no this is not paraphernalia <laughs> I, yeah that's what i said it's okay. like if you know nothing else besides about dr bond besides his name you might be concerned that maybe just she doesn't want to leave and for the late 70s i was a little disappointed that you know it was it was all sound related to be honest <laughs> these are my lab assistants cheech and chong uh, he had, way with that he's got an anthropomorphic giraffe okay uh, here we as go a servant. the giraffes again <laughs> uh so one of the the one thing that i did want to talk about a little bit is something we alluded to and is alluded to in the movie about how why howard oh no in the comic why howard needs to wear pants and that is because disney uh before they owned marvel sued marvel because uh howard was too close to donald duck so through the court proceedings the agreement is that howard shall wear pants because donald does not. not Oh, it's just like the Winnie the Pooh stuff. It's uh-huh. like you can have Winnie the Poohs in the public domain now. And so you can use anything. Unless just so he's wearing a red shirt. So as long as he's not wearing a red shirt, anything else is perfectly fine. But if you put Winnie the Pooh in a red shirt, well, that's that's a copyright violation. Yeah. Laws are weird, man. <laughs> and so are anthropomorphic ducks. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's Daffy's okay because he doesn't wear any clothes. Right. So you have your... Your duck spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Your level of appropriate attire. Apparently, you know, Donald can have his junk hanging out, right. but Howard can't. Absolutely right. can't. Absolutely cannot. Well, also maybe because... that's why they were. That's why. That's why Howard was wearing shorts in the movie right. is because they didn't want to confuse with Daffy. Right. Well, also, I mean, if they're gonna go all the way, they're gonna show a duck. Piece. So here you're why back are on the you, animal sex again. Why are you back on this, Josh? I'm just. We're gonna edit that out in post. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch it in post. <laughs> <laughs> because it's hard to like deal with the fact that a childhood movie that I watched almost had a sex scene with a duck. Sounds like you need counseling. This does not seem yeah. like it'd be the appropriate outlet for your psychology psycholo- today your has a search trauma. engine for uh for finding a therapist near you. <laughs> right. Well, what about who framed Roger Rabbit? There's a sex. He's married There's to a woman. A sex scene yeah. between a woman and a rabbit. Yeah. 
It was cartoon, well, cartoon. If you're talking, if you're talking about weird shit, you're probably yeah, looking more on Cool World. Cool World. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we don't talk about Cool World. <laughs> Another piece of fine cinema. Fine quality cinema. That. And in fact, when I told my brother yesterday that we were watching Howard the Duck for the show, he said, "Are you going to follow it up with Cool World?" I said, "No." <laughs> Maybe. No. no. Not sure. Well, kinds of confused. <laughs> also, having watched it, I, I do Is there a regret. comic book for Cool World? No. There is okay, not good. a comic book. <laughs> Thank God for small favors. Actually, yesterday after watching it, I regret the extra dollar that I paid. Because Voodoo had a sale. It was $4 to rent it, $5 to buy it. I was like, well, it's an extra dollar. Of course, I'll just buy it. And I said, more than once. Save my dollar. Save your dollar. <laughs> So now it's on the voodoo. <laughs> it's there. We get to hear, you know, killer one-liners like, you can't take the heat. Yeah, out of the kitchen. <sighs> I am not Jennings anymore. <laughs> I am someone else. Someone else? My name's not Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this piece of shit movie. <laughs> so uh, here let's let's talk about this so i was when i was doing some uh, uh researching on my own apparently uh back in june of 2018 uh there was an interview with leah thompson that wanted to uh she was going to go to marvel to pitch a new howard the duck movie with the I hope at directing ask it. about that like, oh my god well i know that she basically learned to play the guitar for the role and that's actually her voice singing all the, the song songs. at the end yeah yeah they're all the songs yeah that it's all of the songs and not yeah. only did leah thompson uh pitch it to marvel which they ultimately passed on but apparently in 2016 uh rob zombie had apparently claimed he pitched uh, a howard the duck movie to marvel as well I'm fucking in <laughs> <laughs> i am fucking in Rob Zombie wants to do Howard the Duck. Let's watch this shit. But let's but let's think about this for a second. Okay, let's say current MCU. There is a Howard the Duck movie series something. Like, what would that look like? Um, it's hard to not do Deadpool. something with the Avengers. Yeah, I think look it'd look like Deadpool. Honestly, it's, I think uh, it would be the greatest way to introduce the Fantastic Four. I mean, I mean, they've already <laughs> screwed it up twice. It depends on what kind of Fantastic Four you want to bring to that use. Because bringing Howard into anything, period, is already going to lower, like, the seriousness of what you're trying to do. And that's the thing with Fantastic Four is, like, they're not a comedic group. They're not like the Great Lakes Avengers, Squirrel Girl, or, like... No, but apparently Deadpool. they're the biggest joke in, <laughs> in any, they, sorry, movie history. Yes, they are, they are a huge fucking joke. I'm not a huge fan of the Fantastic Four. I'm sorry, Adam. Not a Fantastic Four person. Uh, eventually, we will tackle the Fantastic Four on this show. Uh, oh, I love Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't... Maybe a Doctor imagine, Strange thing? Oh, well, I wouldn't be surprised if Howard pops up in the multiverse, like the multiverse of madness, because that's already in and of itself yeah. going to be something that you can jump uh, seriousness to not seriousness kind of on a dime. Uh, you know, if, if our listeners have, have seen No Way Home, they did a really good job of in a lot of different... No Way Home was a pretty amazing movie. Yeah. Still got to see it, so spoilers, please don't. Yep, <laughs> no, not doing it. I'm just saying... It, it, hits that line uh which i think i think getting it closer to like duck hunt like like the comic that we read would be important 
Um, because I'm just remembering there when we were talking yesterday after I had read it, the first part, the actual Howard the Duck part, skirts that line between like this is kind of ridiculous, it's fun, but it's not overly wacky. And then when it got to the unbeatable squirrel girl stuff, it's overly wacky. Um, like that crossed up. Oh yeah, that entire bit with the squirrel girl yeah. was the whole premise, everything about it was wacky. Yeah. I was actually fine with it until we saw the villain in the section. And then I was just like, really? This, all we're doing is the most dangerous game? Yeah. Like, okay, fine. I guess this is what well, we're with doing. Weapon two. With Weapon 2. I did two. like Weapon 2. <laughs> weapon 2 is actually pretty amazing. Yeah, I liked all of the all of the protagonists. Yeah, right. The Squirrel Girl, except for Squirrel Girl, because she should shut her mouth. <laughs> shut her damn mouth. You know, um, uh, I'm sorry, keep one. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I really liked all of the, you know, like all of the um, collected, uh, I don't, I guess. I like the, cat, the cat given a gigantic cybernetic body that's like, I don't, I don't know. Right. Yeah, yes, I love like, it. What is the point yeah, of it? Yeah, I love that. Uh, I was going to say, though, I think uh, we're kind of touching a little bit like on the whole wackiness perspective, um, kind of like how uh, they touched on it with... Um, was it the 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 first uh, Spider Man with uh, Tom Holland with uh, with Vulture and how he was part of the the company that kind of dismantled all the all the alien tech and stuff like that? I right, mean, Damage Control, which is a which was actually going to be a TV show uh, that was going to be a workplace comedy that took place in the MCU, uh, and they ended up not doing it because DC did it with insurance company or no on. Uh, laboratory i can't remember the name of that show but it's like uh i don't know i'd watch the shit of that show especially if they'd have kept michael keaton in. right well yeah <laughs> but well, michael so, keaton wasn't part of damage control damage control came in and shut him down oh okay i thought of that you're saying that that was like his yeah his company that would have been entertaining itself. but in that similar vein like there could be all kinds of goofy villains that come out and stuff like that that would be perfect fodder to throw at at howard and stuff like that but of course you know in the newer comics he's a private eye that uh gets gigs from she hulk all the time which which you know something like that could be like and you could really throw in like some really weird stuff like you know if you even just did like a short series on it like for example he has to help out matt murdoch or foggy nelson or he's got to, you know, help out She-Hulk and ends up, like, running into stupid stuff like, you know. Or running into Jessica Jones or Hogarth or, or Squirrel Girl or yeah. Deadpool or, you know, like, it, right. it's, it's possible. But there's got there's a lot of moving parts with this because you can't just, I mean, it's going to be difficult just to bring somebody in as a cameo, you know, for some of this stuff. Well, and, and actually, as you were talking, uh, they're filming the She-Hulk show now. Yes. Um, for for Disney Plus, there's your entrance for Howard, or there's how to bring Howard to the larger MCU. Is you know just no backstory. You don't need the the whole origin. You just at one point she hulks like, yes, I have a, a consultant for this. <laughs> fucking Howard, got an out, outside contract and hang on. no selling. Right. Just like have everybody like have she hulk be like, okay, well this is Howard, everybody, and like. Jessica Jones and, and or have <laughs> Jessica Jones like just staring and Matt's like why did everybody go quiet <laughs> <laughs> are you wearing a down jacket <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not 
not an IMDb? What's IMDb show? I'm actually in, on a completely different, you know, on, on a weird segue since we got there. Um, I'm kind of surprised. Like, I wonder what they're going to be doing with She-Hulk. Because from what I've read, like, one of her biggest antagonists in, in a lot of her comics was Tony Stark. Uh, they were usually at each other's throats a lot. Huh. Like, not really, like, in combat a ton, but, like, just some bits and pieces that I've read were, like, that was one of her, you know, one of her big, I want to say bad guy, but, you know, it's kind of like, it's like Cap and Tony, you know, it's just like they're at each other's throats and they're friends and they're at each other's throats and they're friends. Um, so yeah, I mean, she does what a, they're going to do with that. Yeah, she does a lot of stuff with, um, I wouldn't be surprised now that, uh, the Netflix whole deal, the, the statue was thrown out. I wouldn't be surprised if you get it back. Uh, in- oh yeah, they'll definitely bring bring him back wherever they can. I'm sure. Right, but uh, that I mean, as far as antagonists, I don't know if I go as far as antagonists. They disagree a lot uh, because she's very. I mean, she's a lawyer. She so also battled Doctor Bong. It's a bell. They just every time you say it now, now that you've explained it, I just think of El Kabong. <laughs> well, now I have like I, now I'm creating villains in my head based on like s- sayings. You know, like I'm gonna ring your bell, like beat right? you up, or, I'm gonna clean <laughs> your clock. I know we, I know we normally have spoilers on the on the actual comics and whatnot, but you know I'm talking about stuff from the '70s, so if you haven't read it, it's your own damn fault. But right, I mean, yeah. this guy's left hand is a bell ringer, and his his powers, like he's got some pretty like Doctor Strange level stuff going on, but he has huh. to ring the bell depending upon what frequency and the vibration and stuff like that. So wherever he hits himself on the head is when the weird shit happens. Oh my god! <laughs> so he's got it. Hit himself I, on the head. I, I think I need to read this. <laughs> I'm oh. telling you, man. Oh my Next God. time I'm up there, you got to hand me that comic. I need to read that. I will send it back with you so that way you all can participate <laughs> in the Howard the Duck versus Dr. Bong. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Well, uh, I'm going to smack myself in the head Luke? and then get magic powers. <laughs> it sounds like a. That honestly, it just sounds like a character that just did way too much LSD a long time ago, and then it's just like not LSD. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's 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 remember he, Howard the Duck is a product of the '70s. We tried That's to bring him to the big screen in the '80s, and we're just like, well, maybe we'll just do it this way, and that's how we got some of the newer comics, which work, but they still reference all the old stuff. Because I'm like looking there, I'm like, oh wait, I read that one. <laughs> I, I don't care. I'm still down for Rob Zombie and, and Leah Thompson teaming up, teaming up for <laughs> Howard the Duck redo. Okay, so it was a bag of weed that got cosmic rays <laughs> marble and space. All right, sure. We'll go with that. So Luke, you've uh, you've kind of got gung-ho on this whole thing. Is is Howard the Duck something that you're gonna like you're in a you're in a store and you see Oh yeah, they're doing a new. There's a new graphic novel. They're doing a new Howard the Duck. Are you picking it up? If if it's something where I where I happen to see a collection of Howard the Duck that I don't already have, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to I'm going to pick it up because it's. I mean, look, I already got my brother saying, "Hey, I need to read that." And I'm like, I will definitely <laughs> send that to you. This is this is definitely one of those. Oh, you like this? It's just like what you did with me with Trans Metropolitan. It's just yeah. like here, you need to read this, and so I'm going to be like, here, you need to read some Howard the Duck. Wasn't that a movie in the '80s? Just read the comics. It's okay. 
never ever talk that. about the movie. Shh, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jen, will you continue to read this comic? Um, I don't believe so. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Thank you, no, but thanks for, thanks for asking. Okay, bye. Bear? I mean, I already said it. I'm going to get that, the stuff that Weez has got and, and give it a go because it sounds pretty hilarious. Yeah, I, I think for me, it depends on, I'll flip through it for sure. And then I'll see like what's going on with Howard. I like Howard the most involved, the greater things that are happening in the MCU. So, you know, like if, if they're having a big event and all of these things are happening and then there's a Howard the Duck component to it, I'm going to pick up the Howard the component. I like that, that no matter how serious things are going or no matter how many civil wars they have or no matter who who's fighting who like you're gonna have a howard comic where he's like well, this is a fucking thing like <laughs> there there is also a comic where he does uh, him and deadpool merge is he dead duck i mean it's a, it's a duck form in the deadpool costume like i haven't actually read it i only heard about it i'm just like oh boy <laughs> i mean it, it seems to be a running theme because we saw you know duck form of silver surfer in the one we just read so it's and there's true. also an iron duck from the 70s we saw that actually that was a when he got the power cosmic or was about to get the power cosmic spoiler alert sorry and you see through the gateway and you see all these other things and one of them is one of them's like bat girl duck or uh, spider girl duck um God, and then yeah. you saw the iron duck and somebody else in one in one of those frames well luke thank you so much you for read spider girl duck i want to read spider girl duck for jumping back <laughs> with us for our season finale and last minute don't forget to check your local library in the digital uh digital borrowing because there's yeah. comics on those bad boys you can get some of the stuff that we keep talking about i i love that people promote that but for people it's good for people in great big like in big urban areas because yeah. like so for like you up in you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah, the Cedar Rapids not, Metro does not. Like, Cedar Rapids Metro, unfortunately, does not have the greatest selection of, of audiobooks and stuff like that. And even if they have the stuff that you want, which, you know, they'll order stuff for you too. Um, even if they have the stuff, there's usually a waiting list. Like, yeah. I, I remember going through and trying to do the Harry Potter books um, through the Cedar Rapids Public Library on the Overdrive app. And I got about halfway through and it just got to the point where I was like, I'm going to have to wait six months to read the next book. And some of you are out there going, I had to wait how many years between right. books? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, I was, by the time I finished like book four or five, whichever one I got to, I was just like, you know, I think I'm about done reading the series anyway. Right, right. But they're, you know, they're all out. It's, it's so. a great idea. If you're out there and you're in, you know, in a decent metro area, yeah, do it. Um, those of us here in smaller towns don't quite have that kind of access, unfortunately. Yeah, I did a thing for a while where I was, there is nothing, like most libraries do not require you to live in the town to get a card. And when you have the card, you can access yeah. the things. So I've been thinking about when we go to Chicago, Minneapolis, popping into a library and getting a library card, because that will open you up to then have access there. That's true. Well. I think the well, two up here that I've been a part of, I think you need to have a residence in order yeah, to that's order the way to it get is them, in so. Chicago. You have to be a resident of that city yeah, it really depends on card. yeah depends on the library um i'll have to ask uh ferris slack i think works for a privately owned library if i remember right oh um i can't remember and i'm sure somebody will find out or kyle's listening and he'll be like no 
<laughs> you're wrong. You suck. You suck. You know you suck. Just sit there and be wrong in your wrongness. Right. Um, and see if that's a thing that can happen because I know she's in the uh, Chicago Burbs. They're in the Chicago Burbs, so that might. I'm sure it just depends on the library, the county stuff right. like that. It just it's a it's a brilliant idea, uh, and I think everyone should do it. But I still have some audible stuff because I can't I can't get the stuff that I want. Right. And on that note, that'll do it for us for season six. Season six in the bag. Yeah. Wow. Now we gotta figure out maybe a, an in between episode and a uh, do it all again for season seven. We gotta, we gotta come up with new stuff for season seven. Come. We, we just sat down last night and ran through, Jen and I had watched it earlier, but ran through all three episodes that are out for Peacemaker. I was there too. I, we we had watched it, it earlier. We oh. watched it again with you. Uh, yeah. So uh, maybe that goes on the list. We'll see. I need to watch more hit moments. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, take it away, Vandello. But the same old trouble, villains always knocking at the door. Pretty pictures on the page, but nothing ever stays the same. Come at me, and I'll show you something you ain't never seen before right or wrong or can't we all just get along my mask is no different than yours pretty pictures on the screen but nothing's ever as it seems Don't want to see my back.